Welcome to One-on-One with Ilion, a podcast featuring the activists, celebrities, and politicians who have made it their mission to make the world a better place. If you are looking for some do-good inspiration, stay right there. And now, here is your host, Ilion Ramos. Hello. Welcome to our very first episode. I'm so excited about today's show because I've been wanting to interview this woman from the moment I first saw her online. You may remember her as that girl from TikTok lip-syncing Trump's remarks, but the real person, as I have found, is one of the funniest, most talented, and down-to-earth people I've ever met. Comedian, actress, author, Sarah Cooper. Sarah, Thanks for being here. Welcome Thank to the show. You. Thank you so much. You forgot beautiful. No, <laughs> <laughs> Here's where I'd like to begin, right? Because you seem to have come out of nowhere. But the reality is you've been doing comedy for years. You just kind of had an unusual path to stardom. So who is Sarah Cooper and where have you been our whole lives? Oh, my God. I don't know who Sarah Cooper is. That's what I've been trying to figure out my whole life. I feel like that's the point of art is really just figuring out who you are, what your voice is, um, which is strange that most people found out about me when I wasn't using my voice at all. <laughs> but yeah, I've been always, when I was little, I was always making up monologues and stories and characters and stuff like that. So I've always wanted to perform, but being an immigrant with Jamaican parents who didn't think that performing or doing theater or anything like that was something that was really a worthwhile pursuit. It made it kind of harder for me to really pursue it, to take it seriously and to really say, no, this is what I want. So it's taken me a long time to be like, oh, I actually really want to do this. And I recently talked to my mom about it. She said, do you think it would have been easier for you if we had supported you (laughs) and if you'd had that support growing up? And I said, in a lot of ways, it would have been easier to have, you know, to have parents who are like, yeah, be an actor, you know, be a performer. But at the same time, I've, I've had all these different kinds of careers. I've tried all these different things that I think now gives me a lot of material that I can use that I wouldn't have had if I'd just, you know, been, been able to be acting since I was graduating college or whatever, so... I know, trust me, I'm, I'm from the Dominican Republic. There can be a lot of pressure on us as immigrants to kind of live up to the success ideal that our parents have. Just judging from what I have read about you, um, you somehow were on your way to achieving that ideal of your parents in corporate America. Um, you were working at Google, which is like a dream job for a lot of people, Yahoo, and yet you walked away just stood up and decided to challenge those expectations. How was that experience for you? Like, how did you come to fully embracing what you wanted to be? To be honest, you know, your support, people like you, um, changed my mind a lot because I was thinking about going back to Google in 2019 because I wasn't making a lot of money. I'd written a few books and I'd wanted to get into TV, but nothing was really happening. And so um, I think for, for whatever reason, I keep making things, I keep doing things, I keep trying things. And when something goes viral or it 
like I, I get the feedback that, oh, this is good. This is something that people want to see. That really helps me say, oh, I can do this. And that's what happened with my first book that was based on a blog post that went viral. A lot of people liked it. And it, something clicked for me that I was like, oh, I'm writing about the corporate world and I'm doing comedy. These are two things that I know and love. Um, and then, you know, the Trump videos were basically an extension of that because my book was about how to look smart in meetings. And it was all about, you know, tech bros and meetings, saying a lot of things, but not actually saying anything. And then we had a president who was basically a tech bro, you know, who didn't know what he was talking about at all and just kept talking and talking and people were nodding like he was making sense and he really wasn't. And so I've always, I've always just kind of, if I have an idea, I could just kind of follow that idea. Um, I think it's really hard sometimes, which is why this is great that you're starting this podcast because it's not easy to start something new. You don't have a lot of support from people. People are like, what is this new thing you're starting? And you have to have so much conviction and commitment on your own because no one else is really going to have it for you. You have to have that for yourself to keep going and to keep trying and to put yourself out there. But I find that if you really love something and you really, really, really love doing it, it won't, it won't feel that hard to do. My God, you're narrating my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> so let's back up a little bit. So little Sarah from Jamaica, you grow up and you almost single-handedly helped America survive the Trump years. I mean, did you ever think that your videos would have the kind of impact that they did? And why do you think they were so impactful? I had no idea. I feel like I still don't know. I went to an event yesterday where a few people came up to me and said, you helped me laugh during the darkest times. And I really, those videos helped me get through. And I've had so many people say that to me, so many people. And someone else said to me that of all the people who tried to like really get to him, like you got to him, like you got inside his head, like you really, because he, you know, he watched those videos. I personally think he watched them And he thought they were funny. That's what I think. Okay. I don't think he realized that I knew, I was making fun of him. But um, he had invited you to the White House. <laughs> can you imagine if he'd invited me to one of his rallies or something? Like Sarah Cooper, she's a big fan of mine, you know. <laughs> um, but I had no idea it was going to have the impact, and I think I still don't really understand how big of an impact they had. And That's, again, you don't know what something can be. You know, I, I made that video in two hours in my kitchen because we were all locked down and I didn't have anywhere else to go or anything else to do. And to think that that was the beginning of the career that I'm able to have now. And so I had no idea. Right, right. And, and it has to do with, you're like a creative dynamo. You know, you write. I'm you, a dynamo, yeah. You're an actress, you do all these things, you know, and, and I've seen your comedy show live. You have so many different talents in you. You know, it was just waiting for the right opportunity to get out there. Let's talk about what would you say is the thread or the theme in the work that you do? Because you have so many different things that you have done. I think the biggest thing for me, especially as an immigrant, you come here and you just want to fit in. And I think a lot of my life I've been trying to fit in and see what, what people do to, to look smart or to like know what they're doing. What, what do people wear? How do people talk? And I think I, through those observations, I've noticed 
how robotic we are in a lot of ways and how we do things without, they don't really come from the heart a lot of times. They come from this place of performing and trying to seem a certain way when you're not that way. And so I would say that I think the, the thread is like trying to get rid of that. And I think I've been trying to get rid of that for myself too, because a lot of times as an immigrant, you, you shed your personality and your culture and you put that all aside so that you can fit in in this, in this American world. And then you have to journey back to that because that is who you are. I am Jamaican. When I go home, my family's Jamaican, you know, like everyone speaks in Patois, like that is the culture that I grew up in. And so I feel like going back to the heart and to the root and to like really who you are and being able to speak from the heart and trying to show people that they can, you know, take this mask off and, and speak from the heart. I think that's kind of what I've always wanted to do. And, you know, it, exposing people like Trump who, who don't have a heart, <laughs> so they can't speak from the heart and showing right. that to people and saying, no, this is not what we want to be. We want to, we want to be authentic. We want to be who we really are. And so that's a journey for me that I'm doing and as I'm doing, and I think that's what I would like to inspire other people to do as well. That's awesome. And, you know, you're saying all of this and I'm nodding my head because I, you know, again, immigrant experience, but also as a woman, right? Yeah. We go through these hoops to try to fit in, in every aspect of our lives, right? Absolutely. And yeah. Especially I, as a woman. Yeah. Right. I have to tell you, I just downloaded your book over the weekend, your new book. I have to say, I've been listening to it, you know, before I go to sleep. And I can't go to sleep because I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> oh, really? That's so funny. <laughs> because I, I feel the same way. I grew up with no friends. And then coming here, you come to a new culture and it's so hard to find the connection. And I think the idea is brilliant, by the way. Okay, thank you. I mean, I thought you were going to say it was a, it's a great book to fall asleep to. Because I remember when I was making it, I was listening to it and I fell asleep to it. And I was like, this is not a good sign that I'm listening to my own book and I'm falling asleep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the book is called Let's Catch Up Soon. And um, I was approached by Audible to write something about Dale Carnegie's book, which is how to win friends and influence people, which I had never heard of. And then I started reading it and I thought it was just a lot of BS. I thought it was basically something that Trump wrote, you know, <laughs> but then I started looking at his principles, you know, smile, remember people's names, um, give compliments, all of these things that I'd been taking for granted when I talked to people, because I, my name is Sarah and it's just, I, there are always like five Sarahs. And so I just thought, what are names? Names aren't that important. <laughs> but then through like, actually talking to people and you know I know my doorman's name they know my name the the joy of going downstairs and having someone say good morning Sarah and good morning Skipper you know like it's it really changes it changes things and I think also my family and a lot of immigrant families you don't make friends your family is what you have and even my mom to this day says family is the thing you know but when you move to a city and you're alone you have to make your own family And I never really did that. I had a husband and then that's really all I had was just that one person in my life. And especially if you're doing a creative thing, you need support. You need people to say, keep going. You need people to say, hey, you know, we, so we love what you're doing and give you that feedback. So the book is really about creating that family for yourself when, when you're alone in a city 
And for the first time through writing that book, I have a group of friends and I continue to make friends and meet people like you. And really, I, I think I used to be very shy and like have this kind of wall up. I think if you and I had met three years ago, I don't think we'd be talking. I'd be like, who's this woman? I don't know if I want to talk to her. You know, she seems <laughs> she seems a little weird or I don't I would always look at like the negative things about people, like why I shouldn't be friends with someone because my parents are always very like don't trust people, you know, you don't know what people want from you, all of those things. And it changed to where, oh, I could actually learn something from this person. I could have a new friend. I could, you know, make a new connection. And that's a good thing. And that just changed in the past few years. So you really can grow. If you want to, you really can change. And you really can make friends after age 40. If you really want to, it's just, it's just all about being open to it and realizing don't take the people in your life for granted. You know, don't take the strangers that you might meet and have a random conversation with for granted because that could that could turn out to be someone who's like really important in your life. Right. And you never know who the next person is that's going to connect you to the next thing. Right. Nope. No. Yeah, that's a good principle to live by. Speaking of friends, I hear through the grapevine that you've been hanging out with a whole bunch of cool people lately, which has led you to a lot of opportunities. You know, you have a new book, you have a couple of movies, you have, a, you know, your comedy shows going on. Mm -hmm. Tell me all about the new stuff that's coming. We're waiting. Yeah, I mean, I'm performing doing stand up again and, you know, hoping to uh, go on another tour next year. And I'm writing another memoir about it's going to be a lot about being Jamaican and what that's been like, especially after my divorce last year, moving back in with my family and getting and like meeting them again for the first time. And what's that, what that's been like getting to know my mom a lot more. And it's really special because as you get older and you realize time is going faster and faster. My mom is such a, she scares me all the time. I'm like, mom, this year went by so fast. And she says, next year is going to go by even faster because it just speeds up. Time just speeds up. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so scary. So you just want to like hold on to every moment, you know? And that's what I'm trying to do with, with writing this book is just kind of write about those moments and the people that are important to me in my life and the moments that have been important to me. And then I just shot a movie with Jerry Seinfeld. It's called Unfrosted. And it was an amazing cast. Hugh Grant, Melissa McCarthy, Jim Gaffigan. I mean, just incredible, incredible people. And that was a huge, huge, huge opportunity. And I just loved it so, so much. And it really made me, you know, realize how much I love acting and how much I kind of put that desire aside for a long time. And now I'm like, no, this is actually what I want to do. Because when your parents tell you, oh, you don't really want that. You don't really want that. You start to believe them, but then you have to be like, no, this is what I want. And it's hard to say what you want. And I've talked to my therapist about this because, you know, it's scary to think that you want something that you might not get because it's sad to think that you might not get it. But you still have to admit to yourself that you want it. You can't stop yourself. And I did that for a long time. Like, oh, I don't really want that. I don't really want that. And now I'm like, no, I do want this. And I'm probably going to want it for the rest of my life. And I'm probably going to be on my deathbed like, oh, there's that thing that I wanted, but I didn't get. And that's okay. And that's okay. You know, because at least I lived a life wanting things and striving for things and going for things. 
And so I'm really excited to keep acting, keep auditioning and keep showing up on every screen and every stage that I can. You're living your best life, I swear. It's like, oh my God. There's a new movie on Amazon Prime, is it? Yes. Tell yes. me about that one. It's called Summering and I shot it last year and it was within three months of my divorce. And so it was a wonderful project to kind of get my feet wet on a movie set. And it's about these four girls who are going through the last summer before middle school, which if you remember that time in your life, it was kind of before you started getting into boys and, and comparing clothes and like seeing who had what and being competitive, you were just, let's have fun, you know, let's just have fun. And I love doing it because watching these actresses go through these, these moments in their lives reminded me of me when I was 11, you know, and how I just wanted to have fun. And I feel like at 44 now, that's how I am again. It's kind of like I rediscovered that part of myself that just wants to have a good day, day by day, take it day by day, and just be thankful for everything that I have and just find the joy in everything. And I feel like Oprah, <laughs> you know, when I'm saying that I'm not Oprah, but it's just true. And it's like, it's, there's a lot of cliches and it just find the joy. It's, it sounds so cliche, but it's just true. It's just true. I'm feeling it. I love that journey <laughs> for you. But in terms of your day to day, What's it like? How has your life changed now with all these newfound success? Well, I'm very, very, very lucky. You know, I did lose my dog in the divorce, but I got the apartment. So <laughs> I love my apartment. To be able to live in a place that you love, the city that I love, I live in Brooklyn, I love it here, love my apartment. Every day is different. I don't know today, for example, I was supposed to wake up at seven and do an audition, but then I slept until 10. Mm -hmm. And then I, I got my nails done yesterday and I didn't like the color. So I went and got the color read, you know, <laughs> and as you know, I went to Target and I got some chicken and some bread, you know what I mean? And now, and then I did my audition and now I'm talking to you and then I'm going to be working with an acting coach later on another part. And then tomorrow I'm going to be on set for a show, Michelle Buteau's uh, show that's going to be coming out on Netflix. I have a part in that. So it's just every day is just completely different. And to be able to support myself doing this is it's mind blowing to me that I'm able to do that, especially being on my own as a, as a single woman on my own, doing what I love and living in this great city. So I, I just pinch myself every day. Yeah. And then, Then I imagine, you know, having Seinfeld and Maya Rudolph and all these people on speed dial. Girl. Yeah, speed dial. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is very, very cool to have people that I've looked up to and admired my whole life and get to work with them. I mean, going on set with Jerry Seinfeld and just being on set with him every day, I think he was probably freaked out because I was just like staring at him. I was just like, it's Jerry Seinfeld, just hearing his voice. You know, because he has such an iconic voice is was just really so surreal. And that's something that I definitely have to work on because I, you know, when you go into these new environments with these people who you've looked up for so long, you can't actually, you want to be like, oh my God, oh my God, it's Jerry Seinfeld, but you can't do that. So you have to like <laughs> put that away and just be like, yeah, yeah, I'm here with Jerry Seinfeld. No big deal. No big deal. I deserve to be here. How about that? I deserve to be here. Yes. There you go. There yes. you go. 
And I said, all of these projects sound like dream projects, but I'm sure you have something like up there that this is like my ultimate thing that I would love yeah. to do. Let's put it out there in the universe. What would Sarah's dream project be? I would love to do a trilogy about my family. I would love to do a three-part story where I take my family and I turn them into a medieval king and queen, princesses and princes. Like that that world, the medieval world is so cool to me. And when I hear my parents talk about Jamaica, it feels like a different world. You know, my dad grew up without shoes in a village and he had a mule, you know, like it's just so far away to me that I would love to write something about that world that shows people what that was like. Think about the life that he's experienced going from no shoes to moving to America and now owning a house here in America and being able to retire here. I mean, the things that he's seen just in technology, just in, you know, society, everything, and then have a daughter who has this crazy career. I mean, you know, you, it, it's just, it kind of defies every explanation of, of anything. So I would love to write about my family and their journey and everything that they've gone through. My my sisters, I have two sisters who have both have disabilities. You know, my sister Charmaine, she was born with Treacher Collins syndrome. And so she has a craniofacial difference, which makes her look different than a lot of people. And I would love to see her story represented and what that's been like for her. Um, my other sister, she's on the spectrum. So she lives with my parents and being immigrants, they didn't know, weren't really sure how to figure out how to help Rachel. And so what was that experience like? So all of these very specific stories about my family is, is kind of something that I would like to do. Beautiful. Oh my God. And you have the perfect platform because you're like a prime example of using humor to kind of bring awareness to things that other people may not be paying attention to. Yeah, and I, that's the thing that I love about comedy is that it points things out that you probably noticed, but maybe you didn't articulate it. And But, you know, to be able to like point things out and then everybody feel like this sense of relief, like, oh, it's not just me. You see it too. And that feeling, it makes you feel less alone. Would you consider yourself an activist? I mean, I think there's so many more people who do a lot more than I do, but I, um, I love when I'm able to make people laugh and bring awareness to things because then that's the melding of the two things that I really would like to do. So, yes. Is there a cause that you have your heart on that you're passionate about? Um, yeah, I have a few um, adults with um, learning disabilities and also adults with and children with craniofacial differences. Anything having to do with the immigrant experience, women, all of those things. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm just naming things, but those are things that are really important to me and that I hope to to have a greater impact on. Well, they say that the things that we should work on are the things that we have direct experience with, right? Because we we can speak from a place of empathy and, and better understanding the issues, right? And, yeah, absolutely. And, and also, you know, being a woman who is powerful. You know, I, I want women to know how powerful they are and how they can really take charge of their life. I think I lived so much of my life just looking for a husband. And it took me this long to realize, oh, I have a lot of power on my own and inside and with my female friends. So I would love to, to do something with that as well. 
So what would you say to somebody who hasn't been able to find that power in themselves? I would say, don't apologize. <laughs> Stop apologizing. The fact that you are doing this podcast is incredible. It's incredible because a lot of people have an idea in their head and they never do anything with it. So for you to actually take the steps to do it, to find people is incredible. So it's really just about taking those steps. Take the first step and create a community of people around you that will support you and, and encourage you and you will find that power. That is beautiful. And where can we support you and learn more about your projects? I, I post on Instagram and Twitter. So I'm Sarah CPR on Instagram and Twitter. You can go to sarahcpr.com. And I just genuinely from the bottom of my heart want to thank everybody who has supported me in terms of sharing my videos, watching my videos, any following me, whatever you do. Like this is how someone like me can go from thinking I have to go back to Google to being able to live the life that I want is because of people like you. And I want to support you. I want to give back to you and, and support you the same way that people like you have supported me. So it's really just about let's support each other. You know, let's support each other in being creative and doing what we want to do with our lives. That is exactly the way that I think about things. There's a reason why we connected that night when I first met you. And, yeah. and this is before I started stalking you <laughs> online. And I started to see all of the beautiful things that you're doing and to read about your story and to see how far you have come and how much effort you've been putting all along. It's like you never gave up on believing in yourself. Mm -hmm. And that is the most beautiful message that you are living and that you are showing through your examples. I have to say you're a huge inspiration to me, you know, and I would love, I would love, love, love you have to promise now that you're going to come back here. This is your home and that you're going to come and tell us all of the beautiful things that you're going to continue to create. I will be back for sure. <laughs> so I want to thank you so very much. Uh, thank you for sharing your light with the world. And uh, thank you for sharing all this great news with us. And I will now, you know, let you go back to, you know, unwrapping your shopping. <laughs> Thank you so much, Elian. And, and you are an amazing interviewer. These are amazing questions, and I'm excited for where this podcast is going to go. Thank you so much. Be blessed, and we'll talk soon, okay? Okay, thank you. By using her humor to point out all that is fake around us, Sarah is achieving something truly remarkable. She's showing us that when you show up as your authentic self, your unique spark shines through in everything you do. I know we'll continue to see her shining every screen. And to tell you the truth, I cannot wait. Thank you for listening to One on One with Ilian. We hope you enjoyed today's topic. For more information and inspiration, join us again next week. To catch our latest, you can follow us on all socials at One on One with Ilian. That's it for this episode. See you next time.